Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where faith, family, fun, and finance intersect for a purposeful life. I'm Travis, and with my wife, Rebecca, we are here to guide you on a journey towards financial peace and success. Join us as we explore the realms of personal finance, from saving and budgeting to investing and retirement planning. But we don't stop there. We'll also delve into the deeper meaning behind it all, how aligning our faith and finances can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of God. Get ready to transform your mindset, take control of your money, and become a catalyst for change. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the F4 podcast. On today's episode, Becca and I will talk about the faith portion of our F4 model, which is faith, family, fun, and finance. And we'll be talking about the importance of studying the Bible, as well as understanding the layout of the Bible so that you can study it more effectively. First and foremost, we're going to talk about doctrine. Many people are scared of that word because it sounds like indoctrinate, which has come to mean brainwash. But really, the word doctrine is a pretty neutral word, and it just means a set of teachings or beliefs. Yeah. In the Bible, um, 1 Timothy 4.16 says, Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing so you shall save yourself and them that hear you. And that's why doctrine is so important. The beliefs that we choose to follow and understand from the Bible are that God put in the word, in his word. By studying those out, we will save ourselves and those we love and those around us. Yes. So in other words, the set of teachings that God gave to us through the apostles and also through the Old Testament writers should be held with great regard. Yes. And I guess we don't save us or the people around us, but through reading the 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 doctrine or the teachings in the Bible will save us and those around us. Yes, if we follow them. Second yeah. Timothy two and fifteen says that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so again, uh, the set of teachings in the Bible are to be studied, not just read. We need to be not just hearers of the word, but doers also, the Bible says. Philippians 2.12 says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that kind of fear and trembling is a little bit of like fear. Like we don't want to go to hell, right? But it's not all that. It's with the respect and the diligence. Yeah, we're responsible for our own salvation. In other words, like we don't we don't earn our own salvation, but we're responsible for seeking it out, for learning what does the Bible actually say that we need to do to follow Christ and yeah. to live with him forever. It's not about what so-and-so commentary says. Correct. Yeah, we have to. You're not going to get to heaven and be like, oh, my pastor didn't tell me that. So it's I, I'm not responsible for doing it. No, God gave us his word. Mm-hmm. And told us it's our responsibility to learn. It's, we shouldn't depend on any, like you said, any commentary or any preacher or any yeah. YouTube teacher or whatever. We need to study it for ourselves yeah. and find it out. And that's not to be in fear of going to hell or not. I'm not saved yet because I don't know everything. It's just about putting in the effort of study. Right. Matthew 4 and 4 Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so we need the word of God in our life like we need food. We need it as daily nourishment. 
we just uh, we don't just need to understand it and read it, but we have to live by it. It needs to govern our actions every day. Every decision, every choice should be rooted in what, based on God's word, is going to make, is going to be pleasing to God. And again, this is a process. You are not going to be perfect from day one. You know, just don't let that level of letting the Bible lead me in every single decision every day pressure you from getting started. That's not the point. This is a goal. This is a long-term goal. We're also not saying like, that you have to get down on your hands and knees and pray before you decide if you're having pizza or tacos. Like, God allows free will, right? Yes. But when it comes to seeking out the will of God in our long-term life goals, and our long-term, even short-term, reaching the lost and people around us and witnessing, we need to be sensitive to God. We need to be sensitive to what does His Word actually say, mm-hmm. and how do we apply it to our lives? How do we teach it to others? Like Becca said earlier, If we take heed to the Word of God and the teachings of God, we can save ourselves and the people that we love. And Jesus also warns against false teachers in the Bible. So again, that's why we can't just listen to any theology or commentary. Matthew 7.15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. That's kind of scary and again like we're sort of playing the fence here it feels like of this weight and this fear tactic almost aligned with also but don't let that stop you and maybe to take a second to kind of explain the balance of that would be wise i think kind of like you said earlier like we have to seek out our salvation with fear and trembling that doesn't mean that we cower in the corner that means that we realize the gravity of the subject and put in the work to learn and grow day after day after day. The way you, I think a good way you've said it before is small, sustainable changes over time. So we give it the respect and the dedication of this heavy, super important thing. Right. But we just apply it to our life like anything else a little at a time. Yeah. In other words, you'll learn far more over the course of your life studying your Bible 10, 15 minutes a day than you will trying to do five hours, one day a week Yep. because you'll just get burnt out and not do it. Whereas that 15 minutes a day is going to compound and you're going to grow and you're going to learn. And over your lifetime, you'll be far more consistent incorporating small amounts over time than you will trying to do giant chunks. Now, if you have time and you're able to do a giant chunk of study, go for it. But don't beat yourself up because you can't do that. It's far more important to just get started. You know, um, I heard someone say, if you're having trouble um, flossing your teeth, make a commitment to floss one tooth every day. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, once you floss one tooth, you're probably going to floss them all, right? Yeah. Because you're already started. That was the hard part, just getting over the hill. And so maybe you make a commitment to read one verse every day. And that's going to probably turn into reading one chapter every day or whatever. It will grow on its own, but you have to start small. The Bible says not to despise small beginnings. Yeah. And I think that's a very important principle when it comes to learning and studying the Bible. But to bring it back around to what Becca was saying, so Jesus warns against false teachers, which warned, which tells us that there will be people who teach things that sound good, that sound, that are comforting, 
that make us want to they follow sound right. Them. They might even sound right. But when held up against what does the Bible actually say, you'll f- figure out that these people are only teaching this to gain their own personal power or money or fame or whatever, and not really teaching the truth of God's word. So in another place in Galatians 1 and 8, the Bible warns again, but though we, the apostles, or even an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. In other words, there's really only one truth, and we've already given it to you, the apostles are saying, that you have everything that you need to know from God through his word, It's now on you to study it out. And if anyone else comes to you with something that's contradicting the the word of God that we've already given you, you need to treat that as cursed doctrine, as false teaching, and stay rooted in what we've already taught you. Yeah. Again, you study to show yourself approved. And that is where all of this comes back to. This is one of my favorite verses. Colossians 2 and 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And so that just kind of sums up everything we just talked about, basically. People will find the evidence to support what they want in any situation. Yes. Whether it is political parties or biblical doctrine, you can find and rework or change a couple words or put a few things together without looking at the whole to make a good case for what makes you what you align with. It's easy to try to justify what we want to believe instead of looking at what does the Bible actually say. Yes. That's an easy trap to fall into. And that's what this verse warns about is there's going to be all kinds of other people out there that do things their way. And it might look good. It might look like it works for them. But he says, don't be spoiled by their philosophies and by their traditions, but follow after the teachings of Christ. And there's another verse that says, there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. And so, again, we we need to not just look for what seems right, but we need to dig into what does the Bible actually say is right. Yes. Um, And it's so easy a lot of times to start quoting things that you've heard and lo and behold, they're not even in the Bible. They're just um, a teaching that somebody else came up with over the course of history and it's not actually in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, I think another good thing to point out with this, back to the verse that says you will save yourself and those that hear you. The point of studying to show yourself approved does not include it's a Bible thumping. Yes, it's showing yourself other people around you to God, not studying to show yourself better than other people. Yes. So if you find through your study of the Bible that maybe something someone has taught you is not accurate and it's not what you think is right, there are ways to handle confronting them. There are also times just where let just let it go because God, if they are sincere, God will lead them to all truth in time. And it's not each of our jobs to force that on everyone. Right, right. We're, we're definitely called to witness. 
yep. and called to speak the truth in love. Um, but we need to be sensitive. There's a right time, a right place. Um, we need to let God lead us when it comes to ministering to other people and speaking the truth. If you just, if every conversation you have with somebody is about how they're going to hell, then you're probably not going to win friends and influence people. Yeah. You need to have a relationship such that they come to you wanting answers rather than you having to try to, you know, helicopter parent them into a relationship with God. You sh- they should be motivated by your example. Yes, that, that verse about um, having a good conversation, essentially. I'm not quoting it well. Um, but the word there is conversation. And today we talk about that as like what we're doing right now, talking back and forth. But in that verse, it's specifically referring to how you present yourself and hold yourself accountable to the word of God. And that will be a witness to those around you. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode about faith. I know this is one of the first ones we've done that really focuses just on the Bible and just on the things of God and not on finance and family. So I know this is a little more deeper of a subject, more serious of the podcast, Um, but we're going to try to publish a few of these back to back, maybe about what we really believe and why. So our next podcast is going to cover the layout of the Bible and help you understand how it's structured so that you can better study and understand the context. Before we close out today, I'm just going to give a little teaser intro into next week. We're going to talk about the difference between descriptive and prescriptive text real quick. Descriptive text in the Bible is when the Word of God just writes how something happens. So it describes a story or a situation or God talking to people or whatever. It's just a description. There's things that we can learn from that, but it's not directly applying to us. So like the Bible says God told Noah to build an ark. That's a description of what happened. Does it mean that Becca, that you need to go build an ark? Absolutely not. No. It means that Noah was supposed to build an ark. And so we learn through that story that we need to obey God. And when we do, salvation can be achieved. Right. If we trust and do the things God wants, Noah was saved through the flood because of his trust and obedience and faith in God. And so then you have prescriptive text. Do you want to give us your definition of that? Prescriptive is probably... It's more like prescription, like you get from the doctor and the pharmacy. Um, So versus describing something, it's when the Bible is telling us specific things to do. It's prescribing lifestyle or doctrines or whatever else. Or the way we should act, the way we should treat people. Should we forgive? Should we love? Um, The Bible has a lot of prescriptive texts that tells us how we should live our day-to-day life. And so throughout the Bible, some portions are written as descriptively and some are written as prescriptively. And we need to know the difference and understand that as we're reading each passage of the Bible so that we don't come to the wrong conclusion about the passage. It's easy to get misled into false doctrine if you get these two switched around sometimes. And so next week, we'll talk about the different parts of the Bible and how it's laid out. And in general, which parts of the Bible are more descriptive and which are more prescriptive. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's all for now. Bye. Bye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the F4 podcast. Remember, it's not just about the dollars and cents, but about building the kingdom of God in every aspect of your life. We hope you've gained valuable insights on how to navigate the world of personal finance while prioritizing faith, 
family, and fun. Take what you've learned today and apply it with intentionality. Together, let's sow seeds of financial wisdom and make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who are seeking financial peace and a higher purpose. Until next time, keep living F4, prioritizing faith, family, fun, and finance.